0: Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bull Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host. And I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind-the-scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm so excited to have you joining me. Now this week I have another Dear Lorraine episode because I had so many responses to my call out a few weeks ago on Instagram. So I'm really excited to bring you my response to this week's listener dilemma. However, before I do, quick reminder about my bold brilliance strategy retreat, which is happening on the 13th and 14th of February. That The biggest problem that I hear business owners having is finding the time to work on their businesses. It is so easy to get sucked in onto the tools, into the, the grind of the day-to-day of the business. And I've really noticed that the biggest difference between those who are succeeding and growing and smashing their targets in business and those who are not, is that those who are, are taking the time to work on their businesses. And it is not an easy thing to carve out time to do. So I'm really, really excited to be creating and delivering this two-day retreat because it is going to be a group of women who are solely dedicated to working on their businesses and on themselves for two whole days. And The clarity and the camaraderie and the motivation and the energy that those women are going to get is absolutely next level. And I've got some very, very excited guests already coming along. So if you want to join me, I will pop the link to the event in the show notes. And I would absolutely love to have you there. All right, let's bring on this week's Dear Lorraine Dilemma. All right. This week's Dear Lorraine question is around blocking out self-doubt. How do I block it out? How do you deal with it? How do I deal with this? So my response to this one is, first of all, don't block it out. (laughs) I think the idea of just screening out self-doubt and pretending that it's not there is A, unrealistic, and B, isn't actually going to serve you in the long term. So if any of you are familiar with the kids book, we're going on a bear hunt. You will know the refrain in that book. You can't go under it. You can't go over it. We've got to go through it. And I think learning to, do- to dance with self-doubt is one of the core life skills that I think we, we do need to cultivate as difficult as, as it obviously can be. So with self-doubt, I really want you, if you are also similar to my listener, experiencing self-doubt, is to please remember that everyone experiences self-doubt. And just because someone appears to be successful on the surface, whether it's on their Instagram or their podcast or they're winning awards or they're jumping up there on the stage looking like there's, you know, they don't have a care in the world, please don't assume that they don't have any self-doubt. From all the amazing people that I've gotten to know and gotten to hang out with over the years, I know one thing without doubt, is that they all have periods of self-doubt at one point or another. I think the other thing to remember as well is that self-doubt can manifest manifest itself in very different ways. So of course, we can have a very conscious experience of, I've been asked to do this, or I would like to do this thing. And I know that I'm feeling like questioning myself on my ability to do said thing. And that's the very, I guess, clearest, cut and dried version of self-doubt. But I also do believe that there are very insidious, invisible ways that self-doubt will manifest itself as well. And that is, for example, with procrastination. So delaying on getting started on something that you know you should be doing because you feel that, well, if I don't even start it, therefore I can't fail. That's a really common manifestation of self-doubt. Another way that self-doubt can manifest itself is imposter syndrome. So, that feeling that you are not qualified, experienced, old enough, young enough, whatever it might be, in order to do the thing, whether the thing is to start a business, do the speaking gig, take on some consulting, whatever it might be. We question who am I to be here? You know, I mean, remember sitting up on stage in a panel and saying, why am I here? But we need to trust that the people who are organizing said thing whether it's the people coordinating the job interviews, they believed that you had the experience or the knowledge or the qualification in order to invite you to to be part of that. So ways that it can manifest itself. One, procrastination. Second, imposter syndrome. Third is sabotage. So self-sabotage. So whether it becomes conscious or it becomes unconscious, ways that we will actually hold ourselves back and even undo our own good work. So for example, We've committed to getting really fit for the year and we've been really killing it, getting getting to the gym every day. And then we have maybe a bit of an off day at work and we just want to do some comfort eating. So we order a massive pizza, polish off a box of biscuits. And then the next day we realize, why did I do that to myself? I was doing so well. And maybe the self-doubt came in in that experience whereby on some level you believe that you're not worthy of... The health results that maybe you're starting to experience, and then you self sabotage. And another way that, and there's any number of these, but another way that we can self sabotage is inertia, just not doing anything. And I think there's a difference between procrastination, which is delaying getting started on something, and there's inertia where we're just not even considering moving forward. We're just really stuck on that hamster wheel of doing the same thing, you know, same shit, different day, and not even considering changing things so getting really stuck in that that sense of inertia. So self-doubt, I believe, is the most pernicious, insidious mindset challenge. And I know I've talked about mindset a lot on the show and particularly around self-doubt, but it really is the root of so many different mindset blocks. Like I said, procrastination, imposter syndrome, so on. And I do believe that at the root, like the very, very core of all self-doubt, no matter how it's manifesting itself, is the question that we ask ourselves, which is this one. Who do I think I am? And that is a very challenging question because it really does bring up all the the fear around tall, tall poppy syndrome and so on. You know, being afraid to stand out in case you get the kind of attention, maybe it's the the the, the, the good attention, but also maybe the not so good attention as well. People thinking about oh, what who does, who does she think she is to be doing X, Y, Z and, and so on. And my question to you is, you know, that the root of most self-doubt is that question, who do, who do you think you are, is, well, to ask yourself, well, who are you? And why do you deserve the success, the opportunity, the relationship, the money, the travel, whatever it might be? So why do you deserve that? And this is not me saying that you don't deserve it, but it's really inviting you to make the argument to yourself as to why you do deserve that. What are the different challenges that you have gone through in your life, your career, your business to enable you to, to have the experience that you've had now? What are the different roadblocks that you have overcome? What are the different ways that you have invested in your personal and your professional development? You're listening to podcasts like mine, reading books, going to trainings, potentially getting qualifications. So... Build your case for yourself. And what I'm inviting you to do here, it's it's called an evidence journal. So make a list of all the reasons that you are worthy of moving forward and achieving or having the success that you want to have. And for many people, and I know I work with, when I'm doing my one-on-one mentoring, I work with a lot of mentees who are in the early stages of building a business and they've got all the self-doubt demons to slay around. Who am I to be doing this? There's lots of other people who can also speak to this. Why would people come to me, etc., etc., etc. So I'd really invite you if you are experiencing self-doubt is to first of all identify okay, how is this showing up in my life and what is it preventing me from moving forward on? And then also asking yourself, who are you? Who do you think you are? And why do as I said you deserve the the success or the whatever the great thing is that that you are you are working towards. Build that evidence journal. It's almost like you want to convince yourself that you believe in yourself because honestly if you can't cultivate that self-belief in yourself you are going to have a very hard time convincing other people to have that belief in you it's that whole idea of in neuro-linguistic programming the idea of congruence you know how we see ourselves is how others will see us so it really is in your best interest to cultivate that sense of self-belief in the face of self-doubt so that others will also have that similar belief in in you. There's something that I have on my computer called my why I do what I do file. And the file name is AAA, why I do what I do, because I want it to be the very first thing that I find when I open up that folder on my computer. And what I put in there is I copy and paste really beautiful DMs that I get from either listeners to this show, Insta followers, people who maybe have done my programs I also copy and paste texts that I get from my mentees. I copy and paste emails that I get from, as I said, program participants, book readers, podcast uh, listeners, all the things. And that's my file that if I am having a low day, I can open that and say, this is why I do what I do. This is why I do what I do. So even though I'm questioning myself today or this week or even this month, these people believe in me. It really does put a lot of wind in my sails when, when I do need that. So really suggest that you create your your evidence journal, but also create some kind of a home when people do pay you compliments and tell you nice things about how your work has impacted them or you personally have impacted them and allow that to lift you up on those days that you're not feeling so crash hot. The other really, really important thing to do as well, if it's when, because it applies to all of us, as I said, when self-doubt is kicking your ass, is to really intentionally get people in your corner. So that might be your partner, it might be friends, it might be a coach or a mentor that you're working with. It could be a colleague or a family member. It's so important to have people around us who believe in, in us and believe in what we want to go do. And just to be clear, you don't need 55 people, one or two people who really deeply, authentically believe in you and your abilities. That's all you need. And if I think about those people for me, particularly when I started my first business, they were very much Wade and a couple of friends that I met kind of in his world who has, who was had just started their business as well. And the other person would have been Jack at the Entourage. So when I joined the Entourage, I was four months into my first business and Jack really saw my potential as an entrepreneur and saw the potential of the business that I was building. I became a paid member of their program at the time. And I really think, and then over time, then because I was in that world, I started to connect with more and more people who were in my space, and I believed in them. They believed in me, and it really is the ultimate safe harbor when you are battling with with self doubt. And the thing is, we don't necessarily need those people on good days when you know, we're cash and checks and everything's going amazingly well. We need those people when our self doubt is flagging. So allowing those people that they're the those the belief that those people have in you to buffer you in those low points. And we just need just even one person who believes in us can completely change our worlds and change our lives. I really love Wade and I are really into Welcome to Wrexham. So if you're not familiar with it, it's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, so two Hollywood actors, both Bought, they went in together and bought a soccer team in Wales. And this town, Wrexham, is, I mean, it's pretty down and out. It was a former mining town, kind of fallen on hard times since the mines closed down, very working class demographic. And they buy this team, and the supporters of this team, I mean, they're the very bottom of the very bottom league, like they're not doing very well. And the supporters, kind of going why have these guys bought us like what the hell what's going on why have they done this and it's really interesting because and I assume it's an intentional thing that Ryan and Rob deliberately keep themselves at arm's length from the club so we're into season 2 now I think so they haven't visited the club yet for example they've got one of their representatives on the ground in Wrexham as kind of their conduit between what's happening there they've obviously got a CEO of the Wrexham board as well And it's been such a study in these townspeople who really no one was really that interested in them at all before now. And they've had these two massive Hollywood actors come and buy their club and for the players, for the manager, for the supporters, for the staff at the stadium, they have this sense of, oh, wow, we must be really worth something if these two guys who have come and they've purchased us and they're investing us and continuing to invest there must be something about us that they see that maybe we don't see and the whole team the whole town experiences this epic turnaround and obviously there's money there's money flushing through that wasn't there before but wade and i have been discussing it at length and we actually think the money is secondary that the biggest impact that has the the, the biggest thing that has had the impact on this town is the fact that these two random hollywood actors believed in them and that has made them really sit up and take notice and start to have some self belief about the potential they have as a team that they could start to move out of well first of all move up the league and then get into get out of the the bottom of the bottom league and and get promoted up to the next one and so on so it's a real study in the ripple effect of two people believing in someone else and that that that's someone else obviously being the team So I would really say that to you is to intentionally surround yourself with people who do believe in you. And if you are having a self-doubt speed wobble, as all of us do, it's to maybe there's certain people in your world where you'd probably don't want to spend too much time with those people until you have steadied steadied your own mindset ship again. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that there's some people who boost our energy and our self-belief. And there's some people who have the very, very opposite impact so that's a real opportunity to for you to care for yourself and be very intentional about the people that you are surrounding yourself with, particularly if you are going through a bit of a mindset wobble at any one time. Okay, there are my ta- thoughts on dealing with self-doubt. I really hope that, first of all, for my beautiful listener who asked the question, thank you. I hope this has helped you. And also, as always with these Dear Lorraine episodes, that there is elements of what I have shared that will help you in your journey, whatever that might be right now. So I'm really looking forward to my next Dear Lorraine episode. These may be one of my favourite episodes to record. And please do always drop me drop me a DM if you've got a Dear Lorraine question. Just tell me, hey Lorraine, I've got a Dear Lorraine question, and I'll definitely put it on the list for the next time I'm recording a batch of these episodes. So thank you so much for your question, and I'll chat to you again soon. There you have it, this week's Dear Lorraine response. I really, really love putting these episodes together and love the interaction (laughs) I posted about the one I was posting last week on Instagram. And I said, this week's one is this, and I've recorded these other three episodes as well. And someone said, oh my God, I need all four of those. I can't wait to listen. So I love that when I do select the questions that I respond to, I'm really trying to to select the ones that will help as many listeners as possible. So I really hope you enjoyed and got a lot out of this week's episode on self-doubt. And again, quick reminder about my Bold Brilliance Strategy Retreat that's happening in Sydney, 13th and 14th of February. It is happening very, very soon, only three weeks away now. I cannot wait to make this happen. i still still figuring out what I'm going to wear. I've got one outfit locked in for day one, but still trying to figure out day two. So if you want to join me and see what I'm wearing, just jump to the link in the show notes. So thank you so much again for joining this week's episode and I will chat to you again next week. I loved having you join me for this week's episode. Please do connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor and visit my website lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books. It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love. Thank you for listening.